This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. Welcome back, listeners. This is part two and the final wrap up of 31 Days to Scare Dave. Ooh, it's over. <laughs> Get out of here, ghosts. I'm done. I'm done with you. I don't want to be scared anymore. Um, we are recording this the day after the 31st. It's November 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, so the month of October is officially over. Um, before we jump into these individual movies, um, anything you want to say about your choices or any, any closing, not closing um, thoughts, but like opening thoughts on this whole venture, Connie? Um, it was definitely um, a trial and error of trying to find movies for this month because we had to find, there was a lot of restrictions. Like one, we had to find movies that Dave hadn't seen and movies that we could um, find uh, that were you did that didn't require you to buy the full film, and that um, yeah. Well, th- those were the only restrictions, but they were very restrictive. Yeah. It, um, I once again. This is the second year I've done this. I might never do this again. <laughs> um, it's so taxing to watch a movie a day, like to make it a task. Um, I had so it was so hard. And like, I think I have a cold right now, if you can hear it in my voice at all. I wouldn't be surprised if this contributed to that. I 100% think so, because a lot of times, instead of going to bed, I'd be like, well, I need to finish, I need to get in that movie for the the day, or double up. I saw most of these movies, and there was a few that I hadn't seen, and just doing that, I found taxing. Yeah. And I love movies, but man, watching one a day is too much. Yeah, especially if it's something that you you're required to watch, so it can't really go based on mood. Yes, so that's a, that's like, a big well, thing. I'm going to just see this because I'm interested, or I'm in the mood for that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't 100%. like I feel like laughing, or I feel like unwinding. It's like, oh god damn it, I have to watch a scary. I have movie. to watch a scary movie mm-hmm. in the hopes that I'm going to enjoy it. On top of all of that, yes. So yeah. Um, Real quick, I just want to plug for the audience. Um, you can help out us as well as other um, podcasts um, on the Boardwalk Audio Network by clicking on the big button in the top right corner that says support our artists. By clicking on that, we'll send you to Amazon.com. You can do your normal purchases, buy a bunch of movies that we've talked about or ones you love, and then we get a small kickback. It costs you nothing. But that's that's out of the way. Let's get to <laughs> the second half of the month which is about 16 days let's see what i actually watched <laughs> but what was day 16 right what yes we'll start with yes that is train to busan the korean film all right train to busan surprisingly wonderful movie it's great it's, it's yeah i was putting it off because i was like i'm not in the mood to watch a foreign film right now but I, it was highly recommended to me and um when I finally did watch it, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it's really well done. I mean, it's just zombies on a train. <laughs> it, it, it did wildly well. Um, it like it was this. It's the sixth highest grossing film in South Korea. Really? Well yeah, done. I like. Oh, there's Korean movies. I find that Korean filmmakers are doing great right now. Or at oh, least they yeah. have been for the last probably like 10, 8, 10 years. Yeah. Like this, this film, like a lot went into it and it paid off. 
Like it's the story was very captivating. Um, the acting was on t- on point, and the villain, like um, the person that was the villain, like they may have seemed irredeemable. And at, at some point, I'm like, "We get it, you're bad," but then they have a moment at the end where I cried, like. Which part? The part where um, we're we're jumping around here, but like uh, the villain, uh, where he 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 gets bitten and he's starting to turn. He doesn't realize it that yeah it it yeah and that but he's panicking. Oh, and you just see like deep down he's not this evil person. He's just deeply scared, and that's why he was doing all those horrible things. And he has this moment. He's like, "Please take me home. My mom's waiting for me. I'm scared. Please help me." And I'm just I cried. I was like. Uh, yeah, God. I think that's a great moment. Don't make for me feel for you. Because he essentially is not really a, a classic villain. He's just he he's just out for himself. Yeah, it's, it's that sort of gives it a. It's a very why. human. It's very real. It didn't feel forced. It felt like oh that this makes sense. Yes, he's just we're all just scared, and that's why we do bad things. And um, it it oh his, and his performance was just like oh god. Yeah, I'm um. I loved this movie. I thought it was great. I would highly suggest people watching it. My only thing I didn't like is I think the length was a little much. Yes. I loved the movie. It just got to a point where I was like, I think you could have gotten to some of this faster. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not that there wasn't great moments leading up to it, but did there was a point where I was like, I still have 30 minutes left of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even though I'm having a good time, I was like... I think you could have, we could have gotten to the point. Mm-hmm. Like even after everything said and done that slow walk up mm-hmm. with the, 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 the girl, the woman and the daughter, yeah. the pregnant woman yeah. and then like unsure if they're like real or just shoot them. It was like, yeah. I've already gone through so much. Just get us there. Like yeah. it was so yeah. tedious. Yeah. Um, but that's very picky. Not, um, I, I don't know. I just loved this take on this. The way they dealt with the train it was just really smart. It, yeah, it's a very simple concept. Okay, so like a virus broke out in South Korea. You're not sure what caused it, but people are turning into zombies and people are on a train. Zombies on a train, people are trapped and they're trying to get off. But the thing is, the government is slowly freaking out and won't let them get off. Yeah, exactly. So it's a nightmare situation. It's complete chaos, which felt real, mm-hmm. like how things would go down. Mm-hmm. Um Two things. Mm-hmm. Oh, first, the opening shot, I absolutely like, or like the opening credit shot. What was the opening credit shot again? <laughs> it's not even, it's it's brilliant, even though it never really comes back, but I loved it, was it's a guy hitting a deer, and then the deer gets revived, uh, and it's clearly like, as the virus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That yeah, shot yeah. is really great. It's a little misleading. Yeah. Because there's no other animals I can't remember, I don't remember. Well, I don't think it was misleading, considering like, I don't think anyone watched this movie not knowing it was about zombies. <laughs> no, I don't mean that, but it's like it kind of made me feel like there was going to be more animals. Oh, uh, like, and that's the only one I think. Yeah, from what I remember. yeah. I, well, I think that it's was not a big deal. It's well, just funny, but I do like that shot. I thought that shot was very cool and creepy. And- well, for me, it made me feel like, well, my experiences whenever you see any sort of virus happening in a horror film, they usually show it with it happening to an animal first. Oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. I mean, that's even how the thing starts. Yeah, and that's how... Um, I think the movie Outbreak, that's how it starts. Oh, yeah, it's with a, a monkey. With, with a monkey. And um, uh, I think 28 Days Later, it starts with a gorilla. Well, 28 Days Later, they're they're doing it. They're, like, testing yeah. apes. Yeah. yeah. But um, they... Yeah, for this movie, it was... I. Uh, 
Yeah, it was very, very Korean. It was very, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was, they, it played in so nicely to those, I don't know how much you know about Korean culture, but it played in so nicely to these archetypes of like class and um, senses of duty. And um, because there's parts where uh, uh, they, there's a, there's like a class struggle right now in Korea where um, it's all about capitalism and growing. But at the same time, there's this weird struggle. People are losing their sense of morality and humanity along the way. Okay. And I think they beautifully executed that in this film because the main character is a man who um, he's like, uh, what what is it called? I don't remember what his job was, but it's, it had uh, to do something with like, like business hedge fund manager or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Hedge fund manager. I think yeah. it's exactly something and, very boring sounding. Well, but the thing is when every, every time someone finds out what he does for a living, they're like, Oh, so you don't have a soul. Yeah. They're really mean to him. Yeah. So it's whatever he's doing. I think it's like something that must be like really like, uh, cold and like something about uh, heartless towards the underdog but um, yeah that plays in nicely to that because of course along the way he has to do stuff that's unselfish he has to protect his daughter he has to um, protect people he doesn't know but just has to prove to himself that he does have humanity because they're oh there's also there's homeless people here and um, most people are like oh just screw them they're homeless but he's like I can't yeah, he does have, he's like, he fights for the people below him, mm-hmm. which is like his journey and his like change. Mm-hmm. And you find out at some point where he is sort of involved in what's caused this virus. Yeah. Um, and then he has a heroic moment where he dies. He sat, he drops himself off of a plane. That moment too is just like those moments near the end, tail end of this movie mm-hmm. felt like they, they went on like... They took too long to get to it. Mm-hmm. Like his death, I was like, "All right, get to it." <laughs> like, like I get his sacrifice, get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I enjoyed. It. But real quick, before we move on to the the second movie, what I also liked about this was like I like they were like every other zombie movie is like you never see people like go have contact with zombies everybody's just like can't get near them that's we're impossible Mm -hmm. i love this one because they're like no you can kick the shit out of them just like another human Mm -hmm. like if you were in a fight yeah like you get that big brooding guy that the uh that had the the, the, the pregnant wife the pregnant wife fun fact he was the i think i believe the director's personal trainer before this oh really yeah great he's awesome he's, he's a great actor a great, yeah and a great character in this movie yeah but i like how he would just punch him yeah and i was like yeah that makes sense like mm-hmm. no one like even with our way especially like our how our anatomy works is like humans yeah Biting someone is pretty hard. Yeah. Like, just if I was trying to lunge at you right now, Connie, trying to bite you, mm-hmm. I feel like you could evade it pretty easily. Also, well, the thing with the, uh, there's, for a movie with zombies, there's a lack of shotguns in this movie. Love it. I'm, That's a Korean thing. They don't have guns. Yeah. Well, it makes more. It, Even the cops it, aren't allowed to have guns. It also creates more suspense. Yeah. But I also like the rules they established for these zombies. Like, they can't see in the dark. Oh, I love that. That was smart. That was a cool idea because of the tunnels. Yeah, there's the so train. many tunnels. You could turn the lights off. Th- th- those were great suspenseful moments with that. Yeah, because that was so smart because there's literally a scene where they have to crawl through a a train carriage that's full of zombies and they time it perfectly by looking at the map that they're about to go through a tunnel that's going on for about five minutes and they so they have to crawl right above these zombies and yeah it's amazing they'll still talk attack sound so they have to be super yeah they, quiet. Can, they can hear but they it's just great. can't see yeah yeah it's wonderful 
Highly uh, recommend. Hi- highly recommend Trained Persona. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, coming up next, we have Don't Breathe. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Uh, we, 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 we couldn't get it in time. We couldn't get it in time. I, I was renting a lot of movies. I have, I've spent too much money. This was one where you could only buy it on iTunes. <laughs> that and was, I was just weird. like, no thanks. That I'm was not, so weird. Yeah, I didn't get it. But sorry, folks. That's I, I mean, I'll probably breathe. watch it eventually, but. You will. Yeah. I don't, it, uh, we'll see if I ever do. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> Uh, after that, though, it comes at night. It comes at night. One that I I, I watched late into the month because I had to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Thanks to uh, Connie for getting a Netflix DVD because she's one of the few people keeping that side of that business alive. I won't let it go. <laughs> it's good. Um, it comes at night. Big disappointment. Big disappointment uh, for me. Uh, twofold. I think the way the title. Uh-huh. Doesn't feel I don't get the title mm-hmm. when after the movie's done. I'm like, I don't understand your title. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it to me is saying it, it's offering up something else. It sounds like a rule of the movie, yeah, like it comes at night, yeah. And I'm like, what's why is this called? I at the end of the movie, I was like, I don't understand why it's titled this, yeah. And two, I think A24, who I for the most has a great track record. Mm. They, I mean, they do, they, but I'm sometimes just, some they're very hit or miss sometimes. I think every fucking production house is mm-hmm. anytime when he gets like one hit they're like well a24 you know you gotta trust them and i'm like no you don't it's a movie <laughs> it's a movie every studio has to take a risk they also did the witch which i was not a fan of yeah and i loved it but <laughs> here's the thing i understand your disappointment with it comes at night because uh i feel like the title is very misleading because i i watched this not knowing anything about it uh-huh. but i do th- i i thought it was a good film but i don't think it was because there is a thing again with the virus that kind of makes people not zombie like but it kills them very quickly in a very grotesque manner and it's like this family is hiding out in the woods post-apocalyptic and um it's mainly i would call it a suspenseful thriller yeah to me it was a dramatic thriller a dramatic thriller and I, and, but the ads leading up for this movie to come out, yeah, made it feel they they advertise it as a straight up horror movie, like yeah, that a was incorrect, horror. yeah, and they was like you did the, you tricked everybody, yeah, and I was like just advertise what if you're gonna advertise advertise what it is, yeah, because it didn't, and I'll be honest, I don't think it was even a great dramatic thriller. Mm-hmm. It felt a little like meh. I mean, um. Okay, as for as far as good points, I thought it was shot beautifully. There's I would some give very, you that. 100%. There's some very interesting cine- cinematography points there. That there's very good acting. Yeah, you have a great cast. You have Joel Egerton and a bunch of people I don't know, and <laughs> but they're all great. It had, uh, it had diverse cast. I it think had that's very, a bonus. It, it had very diverse casting. It was a creative concept. Um, it is the the whole theme of like. You don't really need a monster if people are going to turn on each other anyway. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing. I think it was an interesting thing, but I didn't... I don't think it explored that to a degree that I was like, Mm -hmm. walked away going like, you gave me something new to think about. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just made Joel Egerton a a monster. (laughs) The... Uh, as my problem with it is I have this thing where I'm annoyed if I, if it, if I'm not sure who the main character of a movie is, uh-huh. that's annoying to me. 
Because it see it would seem like oh the dad's the main character. It's like actually no. I it's... thought it was the son always. Yeah, you thought that it was the son the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was the dad at first, and then and then after a while, oh, it's clearly the son's story. But yeah, I can see how it's, <laughs> it's a little unclear. But and then on top of that, like there was all this stuff that I thought was going to play up later, but didn't really. Like. What? like Okay, so there's a teenage boy who's living with his parents in a cabin in the woods, and then a family comes. Well, they first they 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 attack this guy that tries to break in, and then he says, "Oh, I have a wife and a kid," and so they let them stay with them. And the couple's very young, though. It's yeah. play the 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 wife of the couple is played by Elvis Presley's granddaughter did not know that riley cow because her name's different but she she definitely looks a lot like her mom lisa marie but um anyway she's she was in mad max anyway but uh yeah so he there's it hints that he's kind of attracted to her which makes sense yeah, but like they have this thing that they kept doing these dream sequences which got confusing it, when, but it was also you were clear what the when they were because mm-hmm. they, were made, they did the same transition every time mm-hmm. but it didn't add because i was just like yeah i understand that they're all fearful but i need to see something that's really that really puts somebody on edge or like mm-hmm. somebody does something that is questionable mm-hmm. if that makes sense like yeah i don't know go on and as far as like yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff where like you're just not sure what happened there even afterwards because yeah. there's a part where the dog gets attacked. You don't know by who or what. Yeah, and and like I understand movies that can, like we're, there's two more movies down this list that we're going to talk about that have I have this problem with mm-hmm. is that people think like oh horror is only good if you don't know you know you don't know mm-hmm. but it's like. I feel like I'm watching movies where I don't think the writers know either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they haven't made a choice. They're just like, well, if I just keep it vague, it will be work and we film it a certain way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, in the end, I don't have an essence of anyone knowing or understanding the rules of the world or what's going on. Yeah. So therefore, I'm just like, eh, you're not winning me over. Yeah, you have to be very strategic with that. And this one had too much of that. Like, because there's a part with a little kid and you're like, did he open the door? And it's there's just too much stuff that kind of doesn't add up, and I'm like, Ugh. and they never answer the question. And it's like, yeah. you just answer it for me because it's going to be more interesting to answer a question like it unfold a little bit. Doesn't have to be, you don't have to hammer it home, but like mm-hmm. re- in your subtlety and your tone, reveal like that these things led up to whatever. Because mm-hmm. like it's a tragic ending, but it was like eh, it didn't really earn it. Yeah, I get like I was supposed to care, but I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, because in the end, I mean, it was tragic, but at the same time, they were right. That little kid, spoiler, was sick. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was sick, and um, they don't explain how he got sick. No, they don't. And 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 then, and then the kid, and then our lead, or what I assumed was the lead, gets sick and he dies. And yeah, spoiler alert for all of you. But like, and then it just ends with an t- empty table. And I was like, I don't get what you wanted me. Why I watched this? Yeah, I didn't understand the story you really fully were trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, cool, you guys. Yeah, life sucks. People die. Like it was like it's a it's a sad movie, but it's just like. 
I mean, I guess the broadest lesson we can learn is that like uh, our paranoias and fears um, are going to destroy us. I think you just said it the best is that mm-hmm. it is it was a broad stroke. Mm-hmm. It was it was like visually and tonally it was it was specific, mm-hmm. but the the story was such a broad yeah broad story yeah you're like i don't get why what makes this one stand out yeah like i would if um i i'm not gonna watch this again uh not because i hated it but i'm like i I feel like i got it yeah i think that you get yeah i would agree with that um but i mean is it would you recommend to other people no i wouldn't i would just to just to be like, what are your thoughts? Because this guy, people. I would like, only say like I last night somebody said they had it ready to watch, and I told him what I thought about it, and I'm like, just watch it. Maybe you have a different opinion of it. Yeah, that's I've what never, my thoughts It's a movie would be. I'll never stop somebody from watching, but I'll never yeah. recommend it either. Yeah, uh, I would just want to see people's reaction because people either loved it or hated it. Yeah, it got like a lot of rave, rave reviews. Yeah, but like from people, I see like, totally in beauty and like. Acting and all that, but it's just it amounts to not much. Um, but we can move. Uh, we kind of just said the same thing over and over. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, drag me to hell. Drag me to hell. You're gonna hate my opinion of this movie. Okay. I did not like Drag Me to Hell, and I thought I was gonna like it because I've been told how fun it is and it's so great. And I was like, great, I'm I'm gonna I'm strapping in for like a fun fucking movie. Okay. And I just realized I just don't like it's a taste thing. I don't think I like Sam Raimi's ta- his his direction. Okay. And it's a he 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 his he brings in camp to me for the wrong moments, and I'm like, now I don't bl- now I don't, now I don't even like. Now I don't even think this fucking demon's a threat. He's just a silly fucker. Like if you remember the scene where they go to that the the uh, it, it opens it opens in a way that I hate too. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies open this way that mm-hmm. I don't like. But remember the the uh, the Latino like yeah, 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 yeah. and they go to see her yeah and then the demons like they're trying to get it in the goat. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets into the, like assistant, uh-huh. it like. He goes up in the air mm-hmm. and he like dances. He like floats in the air and he's like dancing and the music changes and becomes like this jolly like mu- like music and I'm like what the fuck now this feels like fucking Xena or Hercules. This is so dumb. There was like stuff like that I was just like I'm not on board. I'm not on board. Like it it didn't it, I personally felt I could see why in the movie theater you would have fun with this when it first came out. Right. But I don't think it's aged well. That's my... Uh. Well, this movie's not that old. And I think it hasn't. It has not aged well in that short amount of time. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I have certain horror movies, I'm like, a certain amount of camp, I'm like, thank you. Yes. Let's have some fun. Uh, yeah. I just don't like Sam Raimi's fun, I think. I... <laughs> You can do. We can disagree. I, as of someone who used to love Xena, I'm um, I'm also a fan of Evil Dead, and but I I mean I think it's Evil Dead. I love Army of Darkness, uh-huh. but Army of Darkness really owns that. Mm-hmm. I think Drag Me to Hell only like it's unbalanced for me because mm-hmm. one moment I'm like this is cool. Like I'll be honest, like. Even the witch, when she has to fight with the witch, was insane. It felt fun. And then it just slowly started to lose me because it was just like, oh, okay. I just didn't, uh, I don't know. It just, it didn't come together for me. 
he it's just unbalanced. Some moments I'm like, what the fuck movie are we in? And then he's like, well, we're gonna do this, and then now another movie. Mm-hmm. It's like all over, for me, it's too much. Really, all for me, the, it's, very it's, it's still felt cohesive, even though there's moments of camp and uh, craziness. Because I mean, it's the concept itself is already crazy about a a, a gypsy woman who's cursing a woman and um, has like, bugs fly out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Like afterwards, it's like okay, all hell's breaking loose, and so it shall. I I don't know. Nothing ever got that crazy for me in the sense of like her being threatened. It felt all like sort of silly, her being attacked. It always felt I don't know. Were there at least scares for you? I think with the witch, there was a little bit Mm -hmm. within the and like in the um the parking complex mm-hmm. where the big fight between her and the witch happened mm-hmm. and then she gets cursed. Um, I don't know why anybody would date Justin Long, his characters. <laughs> like His his character <laughs> felt a bit useless. Well, they just feel so like shallow. And uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what that's just, um, I don't know. I, I feel weird because I know how so many people love this movie and I'm just like, eh, didn't do it for me. I think people liked it for the reasons you didn't like it. Probably 100% true. Mm-hmm. Like the craziness, the the subtle changes in tone. I think that's why people did like it. And also it got creative with like its monsters and its effects. The effects I feel like were pretty well done. Uh, some of them, like the hailscape that like the kid at the beginning gets pulled into is really bad now. That part was not my favorite. I hate, I hate that opening because I don't like openings that like that opening seems so unnecessary. All, mm-hmm. it, all it's there to is so they can go back and call back that Latina girl. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. That's un. Fuck! It's like it to me feels like a script where it's like you have to start with something big, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, you don't. Not just for the sake of start. It feels like it starts with just for the sake of being exciting at the top of the movie, mm-hmm. but then it slows down immediately mm-hmm. to introduce our main character. Mm-hmm. And so those kind of like choices don't because it's not like a big payoff down the line. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh, I didn't. You eliminate that first part, mm-hmm. the movie functions fine. Mm-hmm. I think it functions 100% fine. Well, it's all right. Because you get all the information later on of like, oh, this is what's happening. This is the de- This is the demon that's after you. Yeah, but wouldn't hurt to see it. <laughs> it felt like it hurt me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, don't I, know. I would still recommend this to people, though. I think tons of people more than me would like this. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we move on? Yeah, sure. Uh, Raw. Raw. The French? French film? Yes. Um, I like this all right. This is how I, I think me and you fall maybe like how in it comes. I think we're like the same feeling, but opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like I didn't hate it, but didn't love it. Mm -hmm. Um, another movie that I just didn't understand we talked about this a little off mic before, so I'm trying to think of like my initial thoughts of Rob. Like, I just I didn't get what the fuck they were trying to tell me, or like the story just lacked. And they never really like they set up this thing where like she's gonna become a cannibal, right? Mm-hmm. Like in this movie, this girl goes to veterinarian school where she's forced to eat some sort of part of Rob 
rabbit. As part of hazing, hazing. As, as all veterinary schools yeah, do. Yeah, all veterinarian schools. This one's an like insane. It's, it's intense, like animal house style hazing where they get covered in blood. Yeah. Which is insane and so unsanitary. And the, what's weird is they have to stay in that blood and go to class. And then they're required to eat part of an like a raw part of an animal. And the girl, her big thing is like, I'm a vegetarian. But my main thing is like, dude, that's raw. I would 100% get sick from that. Most people would. Yeah. Like they're eating like an, like some weird kidney or something. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. But what causes it, this girl starts to have like this reaction and then she starts to have a desire mm-hmm. for human flesh. Mm-hmm. And, but they like sort of only the, the whole movie just sort of like only, skirts the line yeah yeah because they try to tie it in with like oh she's also a virgin yeah and now she's gonna start tarting it out i don't think that worked at all no it really didn't because because it never owned like that's what we're gonna talk about or that's what we're using this and plus i think a lot of the the side characters really muddied it up because like okay so she ends up She's in a dorm and she her roommate is a guy, which isn't supposed to be a thing. But the thing is, he's like, oh, I'm gay, so it's fine. But he's the worst thing that ever happened. He's <laughs> he's a gay guy, but he acts like the butchest, most Euro trashy. Like he looks like he would be he acts like he's so ab- aggressive and machismo and he he's the worst. He's the fucking worst. And like um, he seems he's so skeezy and awful. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Also logistically, even if a guy was gay, they are not going to just have you stay with a girl. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. You don't do that. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Cause if that's the case, like then they wouldn't have him stay with a guy. And I'm like, no guys don't be fucking dumb. And, uh, and then there's her sister whose character is not quite clear. Like sometimes she's nice to her sister and sometimes she's really fucking mean. And it's, weird and makes no sense and it's it's so muddied and then the the characters are so unlikable and it's this movie's so french but in the worst possible ways like lots of moments where i'm like what what yeah i there was like some interesting stuff of like making people crash and we'll eat them Mm -hmm. but again they just would like only like tote the line on that they wouldn't go full like i never saw our lead character fully either fully embrace Mm -hmm. her cannibalism or fully like try to fight it off yeah like i was always like i i'm so you're so indifferent and if that's what you're going for Mm -hmm. i don't i'm like uh you still need to have a character like i don't know Nothing feels earned. There's a weird part where she accidentally cuts off her sister's finger. Yeah, while they're like giving her waxing number. Yeah. And um then she the sister passes out and then she eats her finger because she's so um tempted by it. And yeah. but then the sister quickly forgives her and then causes someone to car crash well, so she, she reveals she's also a cannibal so it's our first hint that it's in the family yeah and then again we go on and we tease her sister then like 
gets her drunk and then makes her look like a fool on like yeah and i'm like why yeah none of this made sense and i was like i don't get the and if this is supposed to be like an allegory for coming of age like with sex i'm like i don't yeah this made i'm no not sense. tracking it i'm yeah. not tracking it there's, at all there's not a weird part where your sibling like tries to yeah is that like you fuck your siblings yeah and then there's <laughs> this weird sexual tension between her sister her getting well first she's it's it seems like she's attracted to her gay roommate and then and then she gets weirdly jealous that her sister might have a thing with the gay roommate. And I'm like, okay, one, he's gay. This is not a thing. Yeah. And then they end up having sex anyway. Yeah, and then and I was just like, so what? Why even make him gay? Why make him a roommate? Why not just make him a romantic interest? This was yeah. not hard. Why it did was, you do that? I don't get it at all. Either. That made no sense. That and was, there's a weird shot where she's like watching him play football mm-hmm. and she's like desiring him. But we already know she's a cannibal at that point. Yeah. So it doesn't even like play as a surprising fun moment where we're like, ooh, she's attracted to him. And mm-hmm. no, she really wants to eat him. Like there was so much. I was like, I don't get what's going. I don't understand. I can't track yeah. your storytelling on this movie. Yeah. And you're doing it in such a, a stylistically like artsy way that I'm like, this it's not helping. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're making it worse. You guys. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> uh, your beautiful photography does not help yeah. help your case. Yeah, um, we've got. I think indie films. I'm just want to speak to that to this and that. Like in the a lot. Of, I think indie films has fallen into sort of that. Mm-hmm. We're like now, if it looks pretty, we sort of will be like, well, the cinematography is good. It means it means more than it is. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case every time. Oh no, I don't think it's the case every time. But I think a lot of times things are getting passed. Because they like look good and yeah. they're like shot in an artistic way, so therefore it's yeah. like, no, it's vague for a reason. Sometimes mm-hmm. like, no, it's vague because they didn't fucking write a good story. Yeah, <laughs> the the filter on indie films is a little needs adjusting. Yeah, if it's it, if it has beautiful cinematography and like a weird concept, they're like, oh, it's it's good. But I'm like, no, you still need to tell a cohesive story. You, there's so many other things that need to make a movie palatable. And this just didn't have it. It 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 didn't feel like it was vague for a reason. It felt like it was vague because the writing was like, oh, um, there's a couple of concepts I'm trying to put in here. I'm not sure how, though. Yes. And I, I couldn't figure out what the statement about women was. Yeah, I have no Be- clue. Because first, the two leads, which are the, the sisters who mm-hmm. are, are cannibals. Yeah. And if we're talking about sex, I'm like, I don't get, I'm not tracking this, that like women are cannibals. But then- the end scene, spoiler for anybody, end scene is her father revealing that her mother, her is, mother is had also kind of like that. Yeah. That, and she's had to control. That's why they've been vegetarians from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And his, her dad like reveals her chest, how he, she, she's been, he's been eaten upon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't get this. So you're saying like, yeah, yeah it's a female thing. I guess. <laughs> In some sense, this is, yeah, it's a female thing or almost like, <laughs> this is a broadest statement that this French man is telling. He's like showing his his fucking eating up flesh. He's like, you know, women can't live with them, can't live without them. And they're all <laughs> like, and they're all cannibals. They're all cannibals. Like they'll eat you alive. Yeah. It's like what the fuck are you saying? I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess. But that is such a one a cruel. Like broad stroke of an opinion, and it, I'm like, it's, it's, I a, don't, it's such a but weird it's not statement. All there either. No, it's not. It's very vague. It's very like what? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. Would not recommend this to anyone. I'm. I wouldn't either. I'm. I think even in this conversation, I've hated it more. <laughs> every every single time, 
Every single time I recommend a movie to you that I end up hating, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Who cares? I just, I, I hate it. Oh, but let's move on to something good, like Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter, very fun movie. Pleasant surprise. Yes, a very pleasant surprise. Um, I loved, I liked it a lot. I thought it was like, it was like a cool, like, uh, we'll talk, I'm going to set aside the, do, the, the found footage for a moment, mm-hmm. because I felt this like, I'll talk about my issue with the found footage. It felt more like it was just a documentary, mm-hmm. like a horror documentary, or like kind of like a f- fantasy horror documentary. Because mm-hmm. I loved it. I was just like, it was fun. Like they track this guy, and he ends up being a troll hunter. There's clearly a, a clear mythology behind yeah. it. Yeah, I thought the troll designs were really good. Yeah, because the thing with found footage is that like usually it's like, oh, uh, this is a budgetary issue. Um, once you see the the monster, you're not really gonna see the monster. But this, it's like, nope, let's no. see this. Jurassic Park style CGI of a full giant troll and I'm like holy shit it was cool yeah they, they looked did a cool. great job with them yeah. I mean the first one's silly because it has three heads but they talk about why it has three heads yeah um, but, but that last one is so awesome I think it's, it's, it's like, so imagine, ginormous imagine Lord of the Rings but Frodo had a GoPro on his head and yeah. that's what it felt like yeah I would agree like I had a lot of fun with this movie mm-hmm. I thought it was a delight the, I mean, even for found footage, I thought the characters were very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one was weirdly hateable. No, no, not at all. I mean, they had the villain who was like the government yeah. people that were trying to keep the troll secret. Um, very simple story, just about these people yeah. just trying to get this footage out there. This is why I like my only reason with the found footage bothers me, and it's just found footage movies are so hard for me because I can't wrap my head around why how we got hold of the footage and why it's edited a certain way. Mm-hmm. And this one starts off with like we just got delivered this, and I'm like, why could why would you like why does it have to end that way? Like why can't this be like these filmmakers they're just putting out a documentary to show the world. About these troll hunters. We all know going into a movie, this is fake. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I wish somebody with the found footage, they would do more um, of like what the what Fargo did with the um, uh, Coen brothers. Yeah. And at the beginning of the movie, they're just like, this is based on, and it's f- completely false. Yeah. But they just put that on there to set a tone. So to me, I'm like, if you like, I think with the found footage, the tone keeps being the same. Yeah. Like this footage just showed up. This mm-hmm. footage just showed up. It's like, uh, we don't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you were like, I think Troll Hunter would work better if it was presented as like, this is a documentary mm-hmm. about trying to bring, like there's so many documentaries in the world that are like, we're trying to bring to light some truth. Mm-hmm. If they presented it that way, it mm-hmm. could be this fun. And also I'd just have more fun with the found foot, like the stylist. Yeah. Like, cause right now I'm like, what? They pretty much say that they get taken away mm-hmm. at the end of the footage. Uh-huh. Then how? Who sent that footage? Like I was like, that shouldn't be a question. Man, I don't want to worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. And found footage. I, I mentioned this to you, and we'll probably talk about it again a little more. It's like, why does this evil always win in these found footage fucking movies? Well, I no mean, one. To me, if evil won, those that footage would not exist. Yeah. If so, it's like, why can't like. Well, I mean, there's just like, there needs somebody needs to innovate that 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 like that little niche subgenre. Well, maybe Sam Raimi's working on something right now. <laughs> I hope he is. Because M Night didn't fucking do it with his the visit. Uh, oh, he yeah. made a movie that was like, I don't understand why this is found footage. This plot could easily have just been a traditional movie. I, I hated that. I hated 
Um, I didn't like it either. Yeah. We'll get to another one of his but, movies but shortly. But Troll Hunter, I did not hate. I highly enjoy and would, I would recommend this to a lot of people. Oh, I would too. I think it's a great watch. It's on Netflix. I would, I would watch it again. It it's was super so fun. fun. It was super, super fun. fun. Um, let's see. What after Troll Hunter was the X Files, the Peacock Family episode. We never watched it. I didn't get any of the the, the TVs. Aww. Oh, sorry, Aww. sorry, listeners. I just I just watched Connie get so fucking sad. <laughs> oh, I really. This is the most controversial episode of the X-Files. This is the only one they would not put on reruns. Yeah. Like I have, I remember seeing clips from it growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Cause I know it's uh, the one clip I know for sure is when Mulder is surprised by the mom under the bed. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I need to watch it from start to finish. I uh. will because it's X-Files and they have good episodes. They do. They do have some bad ones though. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. It's, but it's great. Um, okay. Well, we'll move Let's on. see what else. Tyler Perry's boo. <laughs> Okay, if you listen to the previous episode, part uh, part one of this, uh-huh. you talk about why you did not like Boo Two. Yes, here's my thing. Oh boy, I think everything you said you hated about Boo Two is the problem of Boo One. What do you mean? I did. It was such a dumb fucking. Movie. But it was entertaining though. It was so hard to get through. Connie. What do you mean? I think I can understand who. Okay, first off, who were you in the movie theater with when you saw the first? Uh, I saw it with Jesse. <laughs> was it you? Just the two of you? No, it was a group of people. I can 100 percent understand why going to see Boo with a group of friends will be a fucking delight. Watching that movie like just yourself and going like, let's just sit down and watch this movie. You were like, it's every scene is too long. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad riffing. It's just literally like Tyler Perry, like thinking he's making something funnier. And it's like, you're not, you're just, you're just spinning the wheels on that joke. That's Mm -hmm. all you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're just restating the joke again. Mm -hmm. And it's, God awful. You're just like, why is this scene still going? And a lot of times it's like three, it's him and like those two ant characters Mm -hmm. that he clearly like toured with and stuff. (laughs) Um, It's such, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, Connie. It was so hard. I watched every second of it. It was so hard. Every Uh, scene was too long. Um, What else? Like, you didn't enjoy Tyga's performance? Who's Tyga? Oh, is he's he the, the rapper. He's a rapper. No, I don't care. Because I don't like a lot of times when I, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you didn't enjoy Tyler Perry's struggle to play himself. He's such a he's so dumb that he plays himself. You didn't, you didn't enjoy the morality tale of why it's OK to beat your kids. That is insanity. That is the absolute insanity. Um, and then they get pranked. All that prank stuff is so dumb. The re- the resolution at the end is insane. Mm-hmm. Of like we're prank. We got no. These are real cops. What? Oh no! Let's yeah. get them for that weed. I'm like no. Um, and I think what's really weird, and this is something maybe I'm wrong, but Tyler or his character Medea goes so fast with their like they're talking uh, her and they're like that. It's like. These aren't funny jokes. There's just so much you're throwing out. It's almost like you're just you're filling up air. There's never a moment where Medea can like be silent for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's like everything just keep it kept going and I was just like this movie feels so long. 
And but at the same time, Medea just won't stop talking. Well, they had a lot. Of, they had a lot of space to fill. <laughs> yeah, they really do. <laughs> and then there's this weird thing about the ages. Like she's the girl's seventeen. Yeah, and they want to make a joke out of that. Like, oh, the frat guys see they're good because they're freaking out about them being seventeen. And I'm like, regardless of their age, those are all douchebags. Yeah. Like, played, played by 30 year olds. Make her 18, they're still going to want to f- f- fuck with her. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. For uh, me, this was one of those where you just had to let go uh, and let the movie take you. I, I honestly will say if I was in the movie theater with you and a group of friends, 100%, I can see letting go. Yeah. I mean, this is not a movie you should be watching alone analytically (laughs) (laughs) it's it's you're damaging cinema and culture mr tyler perry yeah it is i mean i totally get like sometimes it's really hard to watch a bad movie i was trying to watch something last night and i remember being like it is hard watching bad movies sometimes because it really is you have you have to be in the right mindset and you have to be um yeah, you yeah. just have to let it wash over you sometimes. Sometimes you do. But then I'm like, then why am I watching it if I have to? <laughs> but I... Okay, so I guess uh, I would recommend it to people, but watch it with a group of friends. That's the only way. Have a group of friends. Mm-hmm. You need at least f- f- five or six of you at tops. Mm-hmm. Just to laugh. Be, be right. laugh, willing to make fun of moments. Mm-hmm. Don't do it by yourself. <laughs> uh, the next up is the taking of... De- oh, did you have any more to say? No. Okay. Uh, next me. up is the taking of Deborah Logan. I probably think this. Did I say a movie scared me in the first one? Like truly scared me in the first half? I don't think so. I don't think so. This was the first movie of the entire month. I have to get through the rest of the list, but possibly the only month. This movie is terrifying. Isn't it great? And it's good. Isn't like, it great? Yes. I really enjoyed this movie. And again, it's found footage, mm-hmm. but done really well, I thought. Yes. Um, it's the setup is really interesting because it has you like, I don't know, it makes you trust things. So then when things start to go wrong, you're questioning it as much as anybody else in the mm-hmm. movie. Because the whole setup is this Deborah Logan is this older woman who has Alzheimer and this like thesis, like a college thesis um, project yeah. is to do a documentary about Alzheimer's. Yes. So they're going to stay with this older lady uh-huh. and her daughter. Her daughter's like, well, they're paying. So it will help yeah. us with expenses with, yeah. while you're. Um, and so forth, but shit just starts to get weird while they're staying yeah. in this house. Yeah, it's done really well. Yeah, like the the found oh. footage plays into the fact that they need to be documenting her behavior, yes. so it makes sense why it's there. In a lot of the moments, even though like a lot of the creepy moments are in like uh, footage, um, like surveillance footage and mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. I found the creepier moments was like, I think the the actress that played Deborah Logan mm-hmm. is fucking great. Oh, she was wonderful. And it was a lot of her performances in like the interviews moments that yeah. were like sort of quiet, emptied. Yeah. And you were like, ah, oh, this is so awkward. Yeah. And then her daughter, I think the, the actor that played her daughter was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because she made things, she was like so like realistically like un- unhinged at moments yeah, you're like yeah. oh fuck yeah uh, and there and i i i have to say like a lot of weird shit happens in this movie and bloody and whatever mm-hmm. but there were moments where m- moments uh, it's a moment moment. <laughs> <laughs> moments of like what really were scary was like they would like 
stick in the middle of all of it like a moment that were like nothing would happen mm-hmm. you would be like so after they like take Deborah like to the hospital a bunch of shit has happened like she's tried to take a girl away like a couple of times but then they like do a weird moment where it's just her alone in her her hospital room and mm-hmm. you're just sitting there watching her but nothing happens but because it's just edited so well and like it's a perfect you're like you're on your seat going what's gonna happen but yeah then nothing happens and that leaves you more unsettled yeah because you're like why did anything happen yeah it's edited so well um the special effects are well done yeah um this is what i feel like the visit should have been i saw this before the visit Oh yeah, so, this, this was way better than the visit. Yeah, so the visit was such a fucking letdown. Um, but yeah, this was like it, it just appeared on my Netflix queue, and like I was like, "Holy shit, what is this?" And um, it's such a pleasant surprise. It's so well done. It's so scary. It's so scary. Yeah, and it's, again, I, I really think it's the performance of Deborah Logan, um, the film work, of course. But there's those performances from Deborah. I think mm-hmm. make was, you so oh. Yeah, uncomfortable, and because it plays into the Alzheimer's, so you're just so yeah. on the edge of like, yeah, uh, and like even the weird backstory of like this this guy, and I liked that it wasn't like a demon. Yeah, for some reason that didn't like it was like it's a guy that was trying to live forever, uh huh, and just like kill girls, and then he got caught, mm-hmm. and then they tried to stop him, but clearly he's let his essence or whatever's left behind, mm-hmm. trying to take over Deborah mm-hmm. and get another girl yeah and like that's just fucking creepy as fuck yeah the whole phone scene uh-huh. when she's naked upstairs on that old phone thing that relay machine oh, i don't think i remember that part oh it's terrifying um uh. it's really well done yeah and if there's funny because this is the second movie this did this there's there's a moment where like uh they do like a subliminal image mm-hmm. like exorcist is known for mm-hmm and I have to always stop and like back it up so I yeah. can see exactly what it was. Yeah. If I can. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a rotting guy, but like, um, I don't know. I really liked this movie and it's scared. I was like, so this is one of those ones where I was trying to get it in the, in the day. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch it sort of two halves. Yeah. And one of my viewings was like half, half of that movie was viewed while I was working uh, with my girlfriend at Ver- Vill- Village Bakery. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it on my phone in the middle of the day and I was fucking scared. Oh. <laughs> That's how good this movie is. Yes. Well, I was just like, ugh, you're yes. uncomfortable. It's the snake a- mouth is a... Here's That's two crazy. Things. It's crazy as hell. Makes no sense. But no, whatever. Because it didn't... I didn't understand... It. Here's the thing. I get physically I don't understand, but also I didn't understand the ritual. I was like, wait, why wait, why are you eating the thing that you want to become? Like I was so confused. But the by image that. is so disturbing. Oh, the, the image is terrifying. It's so disturbing. Weird. And the fact that it's it's not quick. It's no, it slow. lets you sit on it. Yeah, it's so sick. It's like oh. I don't even know what, yeah, like and then this was just the one where I hate I just was like why did the evil win out on this one? <laughs> I felt like the, we did, we won. Mm-hmm. And then they still do that weird ending with the little kid where like, well, you're trying to say that evil won. That's my only complaint. It's like, why did evil win? Why does evil always have to win? Uh, on it's these found footage, things? man. <laughs> it's the devil's footage. <laughs> found footage is the devil's footage. Yeah, that's the rule. I feel like you're like a, a, like a evangelist, like preacher. Yeah, found footage is the devil's footage. <laughs> I do not watch found footage. Um, highly recommend Deborah Logan. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the next is the Fury. The Fury, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, I added this to the list. You did not because I wanted to watch it last year and I never did. Mm-hmm. Just because I was curious because it's a Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. It's a very not. It's very dated. 
There's not much to say about this movie because it's just very dated. It's pretty great, though. I... It's like, I, I equate it to Scanners, how I'm like, I really like the world that they're playing in. Like, um, <laughs> you gave me a face for that. It's, it's not as good as Scanners. Well, I'm not saying it is as good, but I like the world. Like, I liked their obsession in the 70s, apparently, with like... Telekinesis. Uh, tele- yeah, telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Fury is like, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a pared down. It's not as... Uh, great. Uh, it legit m- feels like two different movies spliced together. Yeah, I would I would say that. Like I it mean, feels half action film with Kurt Douglas. Yes, and half Carrie with it, literally one of the actresses from Carrie. Yeah, and without ever looking up anything, I would be like, clearly they were like they took because it's based on a novel. Oh boy! And so they clearly were like trying to get this big budget action thriller out of Michael Douglas, as you said, and they only had like certain dates. Mm-hmm. And then they had to fill in the other part. It's so it does feel weird. <laughs> Carrie, like the Carrie stuff, works way better to me than yeah. The, the Carrie stuff, stuff is the only time it feels like you're watching the movie you're supposed to be watching. Yes, the the rest with Michael Douglas, it's it's so clear that he's like, you guys, I have, I'm quite the specimen. You better show me in underwear at least nine times. It's so funny, him running around New York and or Chicago, running Chicago? around on the beach, yeah, naked. Chicago. Oh yeah, the beach, running. Crashing through an apartment in New York. That in his fucking underwear. opening scene is insane. Oh yeah, because I'm like to kidnap someone's kid. Mm-hmm. Why you don't need that elaborate of a plan? <laughs> like, yeah, like now you would do that movie and you'd be like you'd be vacationing and then you'd mm-hmm. like he'd like fucking shoot the dad himself. Yeah, and then we'd probably find out that he survived the sh- gunshot. You know what I mean? That was so much. They were like. We gotta make it look like it's a Middle Eastern fucking like a terrorist attack, and he's blown up. It was so insane. And and then then like he but of course of course Michael Douglas isn't dead, and then he sees he's been betrayed, and so he shoots the guy that betrayed him, John Cassavetes, in the arm with a machine gun. Yeah. But the way that that shot is done, I'm like I remember having this thought. I'm like, okay, this could have been done very well, but it was not. No. <laughs> the way it was shot, it looks so like. Is there time to shoot this? Okay, um, just grab a machine gun, Kurt, uh, yeah. Michael, and shoot him. Yeah, it was and like it, they were running out of time. Yes, and then... And I think uh, Brian De Palma's not known for his action. He's known for, like, what comes later in this movie, which is sort of like, like he does know how to, I think, do that operatic sort of tone, like, moody... Um, Didn't he do Carlito's Way? Yeah, I like Carlito's Way. I haven't seen that, but I'm like, that it sounds like there's action in you that. Sh- but it's... Uh, not like action, action. It's like mob. There's like gunfights and like, it's a great movie, by the way. Carly's way. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. It's pr- I believe Brian De Palma considers his best movie. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen that De Palma uh-huh. documentary, uh-uh. it's the best talking head meant because it's just them talking to De Palma uh-huh. and it's so fascinating. Okay. Because he is a director that is. Oh, he's so cool because he's just done so... He's done movies that are hits, and then he's done stuff that's just like... Terrible. Terrible, but also he's done stuff that you like. You'll remember and be like, oh, I remember that. And then he'll just do stuff like off the map. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's terrible. It's just like, I just want to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely definitely some moments in this film where it's like, this could have been a good movie. The part where uh, the girl from Carrie, where she has a... 
where she grabs this guy's hand and yeah, she Dern, has, Charles Dern. yeah, and she has a psychic flash and sees how a guy died, and it's like green screen behind her, but it's shot in a yeah, way. I thought that was so. Cool. It was like, well, I don't even know if it's green screen at that time. It was probably projection. Oh yeah, and it that's looks what it looked so, like. It's such a cool way to establish that this is in her mind. Yes. Oh, I yeah. loved it. It was very interesting the way it was shot because it wasn't just projector. It was just like the way. The projector kind of went around or mapping. Her. It would probably be like whatever. They probably spliced two. Pieces yeah, because they did bit. projector, but they also did camera on her. Yeah, so it like it, it felt like the projector was like circling her. Yes, and it looked very cool. And um, yeah, so that those were some there. There was some cool moments in this movie. Yeah, I think that was cool. The part where um the Robin they kept calling him Robert and Robin, so I was always confused, but um. When he finally like really exposes his powers at the end and kills that woman by spinning her and making blood come out of her. Oh yeah. That was great. I thought that those effects were surprisingly really good. And when Michael Douglas comes in and he's floating up top. Yeah. That was creepy as cool cool as hell. And you're like, what? I wish that movie this movie was full of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. And then as Goofy as it is, I love they blew up John Cassavetes at the end. That's, this is how the movie ends. Someone gets exploded. <laughs> it's so insane. And I read, this is one thing I did read. They shot that twice. They did it. Oh they God. did it. And then they were like, fuck, we did, like, things happen. The camera, like, things totally wanted to say. I had to do it a whole second time that him exploding. And they were barely <sighs> able to get the second shot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's so funny. I think that's like, up there, that explosion is not as good as the head exploding in scanners, but it's up oh, no. there as like a great moment. Well, the, um, the, the head exploding in scanners is done at the beginning and not as a closing shot at the end, yeah. which I, in my opinion makes it much more effective. For, for sure. Because it sets the tone as opposed to Fury where it's like, wait, is that what movie this is? Yeah. There's a great acted scene in Fury too that I loved. Um, it's where Charles Durning is sleeping in his office mm-hmm. and he wakes up and John Cassavetti's character is already in the office. Mm-hmm. That scene I think is not the best writing, but the acting is I think stellar Mm -hmm. because Charles Durning is, um, you just see through Charles Durning Mm -hmm. how terrified, like how scary Cassavetes. Because I don't think the whole movie shows him ever as a real threat. Mm -hmm. But that moment, you believe that Charles Durning is like, this guy's a threat. It's so well acted, that scene. And the camera doesn't cut. I have trouble remembering that scene, which is unfortunate. But the thing is, this movie is filled with insane scenes. Yeah. Laughable dialogue. A woman dying by getting hit by a car, a guy that a car, then going through glass that's clearly sugar glass. It looks and like it kills me. her. It's <laughs> the glass is the the shatteriest glass anyone's ever seen. That whole sequence is done in slow mo and is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue is hilarious. Uh, Michael Douglas says that he killed someone's arm. Yeah, I killed someone. I killed his arm. With the, the machine, machine gun. gun. And the whole cop scene, the chase scene with the cops. Yeah. But the they're, the two cops, which is the guy mm-hmm. f- from uh, NYPD Blue when he was young, mm-hmm. um, that is like done in a way that's supposed to be comic relief that doesn't really necessarily work anymore. Yeah. It's really goofy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, there's, this movie's insane. The gore is insane. I remember I asked my roommate, I'm like, why does blood in the 70s always look fake? And they're, and he said that was done on purpose because of the rating system. I could see that. Yeah, because the blood looks, kind, it looks very acrylic painty. Yeah. And it's also like, it, uh, it's probably that, and also just it's just technique too, because what our eyes see 
as certain colors. Like I saw this on the behind the scenes of Sleepy Hollow of all things. Mm-hmm. Like the Sleepy Hollow behind the scenes when they're shooting it, it looked bright, but uh-huh. the camera would pick it up different. Uh-huh. So I think sometimes it's it's probably that, and also sometimes it's just um it's technique. And mm-hmm. then back then they probably just it's not as advanced, you know. Maybe I don't know. Well, also like blood coming out of someone's fingernails and just heads exploding and so 70s and everyone looks so dry. (laughs) Totally. But I I enjoyed my watch of it as much as I was. If you're a De Palma fan, I would recommend watching this. 100%. 100%. Otherwise, I don't know. This was. was I mean, I'm not going to recommend it as an open recommendation. It was so crazy. I'm glad I watched it because I can talk about it. Yes. Yes. Um, coming up next, another crazy film, Santa Sangre. I, yes, I watched this. I actually, I'm going to get it out of the way. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Me too. Like, um, one, I'm already an Alejandro Jaradowski fan. Mm-hmm. So going into it, I'm, I'm open to whatever he's going to throw at me. Yes. Even though I'm not caught up in any, all his movies. Mm-hmm. I've only seen two of them prior to this. But I really liked this movie. I I think stylistically, I just like that he is, he's a guy that like David Lynch can do weird shit, but you can still follow the thread of the story he's telling. Yes. Where I'm like, I'm not lost. You're you're putting me in a weird world and a very symbolic world, but I'm not lost on the, on the thread of where, what I'm following. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a great skill as a storyteller to me, especially cinematically. Yes. Like his, he, He's like him and David Lynch has have this thing like they have like a perfectionist level of intent in their film. Mm -hmm. And um, the surrealism is going to be off the charts. But uh, yeah, this movie, like I was never confused, but um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's dark. It's um, and it's I don't know for me. Um, it had some things in it. I don't know if it was weird dubbing. Could be. Uh, weird. There's some things in it that I, uh, cause I love, you and I have a thing where I didn't think El Topo was that great, but I loved Holy Mountain. Yeah. And then I love El, I own El Topo and then Holy Mountain just drove me nuts. Visually, I think it's great. But then the ending, I'm like, you fucker. I love the ending. (laughs) I love the ending. I'm so mad at him. I'm like, fuck you. You put me through that just to tell me it was a movie. I knew it was a movie. (laughs) No, I, no, that's the story. That's the lesson. Get out of your head. Go enjoy life. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's just, he walked me through so much to get there. Well, it's just, I think, because I went to art school, I'm so used to people being taking themselves so seriously, and to have someone be like, guys, chill the fuck out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> That's funny. And on top of it, visually, I enjoyed Holy Mountain much more than El Topo. Um, I avoid, Both of them, I avoid, visually, I enjoy them equally. El Topo is just so fun to me. Mm. Mm. We're not... Who cares? <laughs> We're talking about Santa Sangre. Uh, Santa Sangre. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Visually, this was a lot of fun. It was, I think, I believe this was shot in Mexico. Or it was it Mexico or Chile where he's oh, from. Oh, yeah, it might have been done in Chile. Because that's where he's from. And um, he, <clears throat> he, um, I love, there's so many aspects of this that I love because you start, 
like animental and stupid. Then you go back to the backstory to leading up to what made this kid go crazy, mm-hmm. which is this whole backstory of him looking in the circus, his dad sort of like having an affair with his mom, mm-hmm. his mom having this weird obsession with this saint mm-hmm. that she's developed with a, a girl who was raped and had her arms cut off. Mm-hmm. Her church gets smashed. Her husband is just a, uh, uh, a com- unfaithful and a piece of shit mm-hmm. and he cuts her that scene is probably one of the most insane scenes ever which one is where he got when she catches him having sex with a tattooed woman mm-hmm. and she throws acid on his fucking dick <laughs> it's, it's, she throws acid on his dick it's insanity and then she cuts her arms off and then then he on top of that, you're like, whoa, this is fucking two things. And then to finalize that scene, he waddles off, holding his, his acid fucking bleeding crotch, uh-huh. sees the circus that he's been running, looks at it, and then cuts his own throat and dies. It's so fucking crazy. It's so insane. It's done so well in all of great. I yeah. mean, I say it's sanity because I loved every moment, but it, yeah, it, there's not never a dull moment in his world. No, not at all. And it's interesting. His sons are in this movie. Is it both? He has two sons in it. Well, there's a child version and there's a young adult version. And those are both his kids. Cause I know the one, the older one is definitely him. He looks like him, but the little one looks like him too. I'd have to, you'd have to look it up. I wasn't unsure if that's him Probably because I I feel like when this came out he would have his I thought he only had one son. No, I think because in the the Dune documentary I feel like he only had one when they talk about I'm it. I'm pretty sure he is too, but I might be wrong. But I, uh, I don't know for certain either way. But oh, like I like directors like this, and this might sound weird what I'm about to say because I don't know how to approach it. But I like their casting choices because I feel like they're like yeah, like. They they know how to like texturize through casting. Mm-hmm. Like people look different. Like I think today, like yep, two sons. He does have two. Cool. Axel was the older one, and the young boy was Aiden. All right, you proved me wrong. Adon or I'm not saying his name right. But um, with all of this stuff, like these days, like television, especially. We're getting to this point where like everybody look, looks all sort of just across the board it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And it's very like a kind of like a Hollywoodized like pretty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's given. That's what everybody looks like. Yeah. Not saying there's not exceptions to that. Mm-hmm. But like I like a director like Jaredowski who's like, you know what? I'm going to have a bunch of characters be down syndrome. And I'm like, you're bold. And it doesn't, it, I don't feel like it's exploiting those guys. They're just like, these are this, he's treating them like they're human. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, does that make sense? Like everybody throughout the landscape of his movies looks, varies in look and difference. Yes. There's no. Everyone has, uh, well, the thing I think what hit with his thing is he wants everyone to look memorable. Yeah. Well, he pulls the fuck off. Like he, like everyone. Like also, Jodowski and David Lynch have this thing where they love to use people who um, have uh, physical abnormalities, uh-huh. like little people. Is I don't know if that's offensive. Uh, I think it's little people is the proper little people and uh, people. What's it called when you're missing a limb? Amputee. Yeah, amputee. He yeah. loves he loves using amputees, people with uh, Down syndrome, all sorts of things like that. He loves doing that. And on top of that, like, um, the, like the father character is 
really grotesque looking. Oh, he's great. And he's like an old Hollywood actor, if you look it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was like an old Hollywood actor. And he's he, an American. And the lead, not the lead, but the lead female interest, she is in my makeup for most of it. Yeah. And she's mute. And yeah. It's a very, one of my favorite things that worked so well, which could go so wrong in this movie, is mm-hmm. the mom returns mm-hmm. and she has no arms, but mm-hmm. the son takes over her for her arms. Mm-hmm. That is done so well and creepy and perfect. That was very creative. It was I love such that. a cool allegorical like way of telling this, like him having to free himself from yeah. that. Yeah. Whether that was guilt or or just like not growing up. Uh-huh. It's so cool. Like him, like even the moments where you saw him, like they must've like just done a lot of choreography and work body work with that mm-hmm. because him just like, there's like a part where he, she's sitting in a chair and he, she's like, come mm-hmm. you know, and he like jumps over her and like slips into her slip to be her arms. And it's mm-hmm. just like seamless. Yeah. And there's moments where you forget like that, that's his arms. Yeah. It's done so well and creepy and visually great. Uh huh. Um, yeah, this movie was, it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, I highly enjoyed it. I I'll, I'll probably watch it again. I, I would eventually watch it again at some point. Um, um, I don't know if, I can't recommend it because I don't know who I'd recommend that would sit through it. <laughs> I would recommend it to speak. I, 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 if you I, know I, anyone I, that loves art house, this is a must see. Yeah, I would want, I, I just, I feel like I'm surrounded not by those people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm sometimes the standout that. I wouldn't classify this. Well, I I mean, for Jurodowski, this is his version of a horror film. Well, I mean, that first killing, because it's him, because it's, it is, there's a horror element to it of him, the mom's forcing him to kill people, mm-hmm. um, which the first kill is fucking brutal. When he kills the tattooed woman, that's brutal as all hell. I don't remember how. It's violent. She just gets it with a knife, but it's like. Cuts her the fuck up. Well, this there's a lot of weird brutality in this movie. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, there's an elephant dying. It's sad as fuck. Oh yeah, I remember. I do remember that part. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I liked. I liked it a lot. Uh, I am a fan. Uh, coming up next, we had. Hopefully, it's one I watched. We are what we are. Okay. No thanks. <laughs> Here's the thing. One, I found out it was a remake, so who knows what the original is. I just think this is another moody one that doesn't go anywhere. And I just, in the end, I'm like, I don't know why I watched the story. Yes, you're about a family that has a weird religious ritual Mm -hmm. about eating somebody. But again, I feel like the writers, there's no, it's so vague that I'm like, I just think you're uncertain of what you wanted to do here. Mm-hmm. Because like they, they make it seem like it's a ritual for God, mm-hmm. which I think it's a funny well, thing. Well, they, they, they do give some history. Don't they give a flashback how they're basically, weren't they part of the Donner family? Or like they were like, or similar. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a family of pioneers who got stuck somewhere and were starving and they succumbed to cannibalism to survive. And as a result, uh, one family, uh, they keep doing that. Yeah, but like that flashback didn't add for me anything. It, it gave me like, oh, this has been going on forever. Cool. But they made it seem they played it out like they kept talking about like 
how this is something we got to do. And like, mm-hmm. we have to do this. And I was like, but what happens if you don't mm-hmm. like, it felt like there was some sort of like they were making it out. Like if we don't do this, something will happen. Uh-huh. And they never made that clear. So I was like, I don't fucking, why are you eating them? Cause if it's just cannibalism, I'm mm-hmm. like, then why are the killings like so sparse? Mm-hmm. Cause it made it sound, it made it feel like that this had been going on forever, but like that the killing wasn't, it was only happening like I was unclear. Like, were the killings happening a lot, or were they happening like oh, like every like certain like couple of years? I was very fucking confused. Hmm. Um, I don't remember if it happens every year, but I okay. So the family has a ritual where they won't just kill someone and eat them, but they'll like fast, so they'll be starving by the time they do kill someone yeah. and eat them. Um, the family is made up of two daughters, a little boy and, um, teenage daughters and a, a father figure. The mother's dead and, um, she dies like from, she like has a stroke or something. Yeah. And, Top. and they, the family is, the kids aren't sure if they want to keep on doing it, but, um, uh, of course the, and the thing is the family, they don't live in the remote woods. They still live in society. Yeah. So it's tricky, but, um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I had spooky moments. <laughs> it, uh, um, the ending, I kind of enjoyed the ending. I thought it was all right. I mean, them eating the dad. Yeah. felt. I mean, it felt like a nice ambiguous way to be like, the, do they want to end this tradition now? Yeah. I thought some of the eating was a little like weird, mm-hmm. like ooh, she's on her. It was just like a little sexualized. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, that. but there's definitely like anytime there's someone getting eaten in a movie cannibal style, there's always a level of sexuality. Yeah, like it's never like stab, stab, stab. Now I'm gonna cook you up. It's always like <laughs> I'm gonna vampire eat you first. Yeah. Which I, I mean, they did that with the lady. They cooked her up into a stew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought this was interesting. I think with me, I think I enjoyed it because I always had a fascination with the early settlers and like, okay. the mystique surrounding them. Like the, the Donner Party that famously had to resort to cannibalism. To survive. Yeah. I've but heard- that, like, that was all I needed. I just needed a little more information of like, why is this still around? Is it something that they have to like... Is this a way to like to to put it at bay for the time being? Mm-hmm. Like that was all I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was so like un- I was unclear. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what was the most insane scene though? What <laughs> the random sex scene between the daughter and the, the deputy, and the dad comes up from behind and fucking kills him, gets him <laughs> in the head with a fucking shovel, so she's. In the middle of getting fucked, uh-huh. they're having sex, and he like bleeds on her. It's insane. <laughs> I, one scene that jumps—I haven't seen this movie in a while—but um, one scene that always jumped out to me was um, the little boy had a babysitter, and um, he randomly bites her, and she's like, "Why did you bite me?" And he's like, "I'm hungry." Yeah, I and, remember that. And I remember thinking, "I'm like." This is a dumb scene. <laughs> it is a dumb scene. There's a little because any babysitter like, oh, here's some triscuits. Okay, go nuts on these. Don't yeah. bite me. That's crazy. Yeah, you fucking stop biting me. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do for a kid. Yeah, it, that's the kind of movie it felt like. It was like it had those moments, but they didn't. There's not like a fully. F- 
a full formed idea behind mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh, by the end, I was like, yeah. Well, it wasn't a perfect film, but it, I, for me, it was somewhat enjoyable. I see that. I had it had it does have one of my favorite actors in it. Who? Um, I think her last name is Gardner. She's on Ozark. She has a small part of the Americans. Who does she play? She plays the Rose, the younger daughter. Oh, is she the one with the curly hair? Yeah. Oh, is that I the a, one you have a crush yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> she's in she's she's in this indie film, I forget where she plays a Mormon who's living on a compound that escapes. Oh. I'll have to see to oh. find because she finds out she's pregnant and she thinks she's been impregnated by God. Oh. Yeah. I like her a lot. I think she's a great actor. She's really good. Um uh not sure if I would recommend that movie. I'm not going to recommend it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Um, and coming up next was Split. Uh, did you see this? Yeah, I saw, it, I saw it in theaters. Why do we not hold him up to better standards as a, as a story, like a writer? I think that everyone is so used to shitting on him that we're at the point where, like, let's cut him some slack. Because I think people were impressed by the visit. And they're like, okay, maybe he's getting out of this funk. Maybe, but I don't think he is. I'm get, I get, like, uh, Split was so dumb to me. A cool idea, but again, his way of approaching storytelling feels so amateur. Yeah. With a huge budget. Like, his way of relaying like a cool idea of like this person with multiple personalities taking people hostage and then them having to navigate that. Mm-hmm. That to me is like, there's your movie. Yeah. Build on that. Stay yeah. there. Yeah. Don't leave it. Build. Yeah. Him. It's like, no, we have a th- psychiatrist. And you know what I'm going to use? I'm going to use the psychiatrist to tell the audience what this world is. And it's in the fucking laziest, most bullshit way is let's, <laughs> I'll write a scene where the psychiatrist or the therapist or whatever is giving a speech through Skype yeah. to a conference and, and looking let me, straight into the, the audience. Can, and like that to me is like, fuck you. You're a bad writer. You do not, <laughs> you don't know how to tell good storytelling. Your exposition is like the worst. Yeah. It's like, I, oh. I do. I vividly remember that scene being like, this is lazy. Yeah. This like, is lazy. And, and I'm just like, no, you like, here's the thing. I think M night is a good store. Like idea guy. Mm-hmm. He does not execute any idea of, to yeah. the best degree ever. Yeah, I feel bad for him. And I, I feel bad too, but it's like, get some. At that point, I'm like, if you want to still be a director, get someone else to write your scripts. At this point, mm. that's to me. He's like, do that, mm-hmm. and then we can be like, great, good directing, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Honor yeah. the writer. Yeah, because like, and then he, I like with the visit, his like his attempts to bring in levity, like comic relief, don't ever come off. They come off like, yep. That was like you clearly needed comic relief. You wrote yeah. it comic relief. It it stands out rather yeah. than like blending in with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember the conversation it was like when he has his cameo as the guy that's doing the footage with the therapist? Oh, they have a conversation about Hooters, and you're like, "This is that sounds so it's so junky." And mm-hmm. you're like, "Yeah, you put that in there as a joke, like to be like relief." <sighs> he just dis- he just as a storyteller. As a writer, I'm like, why, why do we not hold him up to a better standard? I don't know. And it's that's my only disappointment because, like, you have great actors. McAvoy's great, except for, I mean, 
again, the writing gets in the way because it's like, why does this little kid that he's playing say etc. And it's like, <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a t- it's supposed to be a tick that like certain ki- little kids when they learn a new word they'll say the shit out of it. Oh, it was so bad. I thought etc. <laughs> I was like, shut up, shut um, your fucking mouth. <laughs> Mick, oh, the trailer made it look so good. I yeah. Um, because I, there is like a cool idea in there, but it's buried under bad writing. Yeah. But, and then he tacks it into this whole, like, oh, it's part, been part of my unbreakable world. Fuck you. I was watching it with Jesse and Joan Ford. And when I saw Bruce Willis, I made a face and I grabbed Joan's hand and she also made a face and looked at me like, but hers was one of excitement. I, um, she's just like, holy shit, this is a prequel to Unbreakable. It's not a prequel, is it? It's not a prequel. Or just cr- a crossover. It's a crossover because it can't be a prequel because they mentioned 15 yeah, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to me, I was like, really? We're pining for that? We're uh, really pining? And I get that, like, somebody once said to me to, to defend Unbreakable, I was like, but that's how real superheroes would work in our world. And I'm like, but then I don't want them because that is so bland. <laughs> it's so watered down. Like, I'm sorry, but I want to go and watch the Marvel Universe who's like, yeah, we're letting this fantastical thing happen in, in, in like a parallel world. Like, I don't need to like, ooh, your villain is like this real scientific thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, whatever. I just like, I, ugh, I don't know. I, I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. Um, James McAvoy's acting his heart out. Uh, the main girl who was the girl from The Witch... Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because she looks so different. She looks so different because she's a blonde in The Witch and she's in period costumes. Whereas this, she's a modern girl. I thought she was the girl from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but <laughs> um, but it's not. But um, I thought she did a pretty good performance in this. None of the uh, acting is bad. It's just uh, what you're working the, with. The way that other girls die, I found disappointing. Oh, yeah. They were like, one, they just found the one and then the other one gets pulled and eaten. Yeah, and not even fully eaten either. Yeah, and I was like, "Do they? Have, why do they have to get eaten?" <laughs> and also, like, that's another thing is like, M Night didn't explain to us like what is the beat? Like, the, like they call them the horde now because there's a bunch of them. But mm-hmm. they like they. I hate when a movie does this thing. Like, we're constantly going to keep talking about how we have to eat the pure. We have to eat the. You know what I mean? The un whatever, mm-hmm. and then it amounts to nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, but why? Yeah, but also he's not really eating the pure. He's like tasting the pure and not, tasting, not finishing the. Yeah, and then oh, you and then she's uh at the end. He doesn't kill her because she's oh, damaged. Yeah, well, his and, okay. This was an interesting take, in my opinion, okay. although not well executed. Okay, so he's about to attack the main girl, and then he rips her shirt or something, and realize, and she sees, and he sees that she's covered in cuts that are like self-inflicted because the girl's in a lot of pain because um it, they, they do flashbacks on the girl and you feel it's uh, yeah. you find out she's been abused and molested by someone who is now her caretaker and um and then i think james mcavoy's beast or whatever sees this and he's like oh you're like me uh yeah. you're special because you've been through hell i i is that that's what happened, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like I'm uncertain because like, is he a villain? Are you establishing that horde as a new villain in your world? World, so now you're just uh... well, because like I think he doesn't attack her because like one the all the damage she's went through he sees and he's like <laughs> yeah I get that, but I yeah. just don't see its place in this story. Really, I mean, I well, get confused. 
I kind of appre- not confused by it, but go on. I got I I I appreciate it because it was an interesting take on victims of abuse. For sure, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I here's my here's my thing though. I think M Night. I don't like watching a male guy go like, "Look what I'm going to use. I'm going to use the story of a, this girl's abuse." And I don't think I, I like. I don't think he did it very well. Mm-hmm. The flashbacks didn't add anything to me other than to bleed to that, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Okay, oh great, you're like I don't know a man's take on like women's abuse mm-hmm. to me is like sometimes I'm just like was was like cheap. It's like cheap because I'm like you're just using it to like like kind of go like look." I'm, it's, it's like, I feel like, look, 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 <laughs> look at what I got. Look what I got. Look, see, I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware of it. And I'm like, fuck you. Uh, but he doesn't allow this. It's like Lady in the Water, him using himself as a martyr. And you're like, it's the same sort of trick of like, um, I'm going to take this thing that everybody like, I, is I important. saw Lady in the Water in theaters in France and there was no subtitles. And I, I have, I still don't know what I saw. That's so funny. So I legit don't know the story at all. That's great. But I don't know. I just... He is just a disappointment to me every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, he, he's getting a little better. He's just one of those people that needs a lot of restrictions and always needs a co-pilot. But what job? When has he done that? Six cents. Six cents is the only one I'll give it that really like. <sighs> we'll get back there. Well, well, I, I mean, have I faith. I just. I'm just like, why? How are you still making... Why have you not grown? It's disappointing to watch a director like him not have grown. Yeah. Where I'm like, you're still doing lazy work. Yeah. And it's how many years down the line? That's what's disappointing to me. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering what kind of feedback he's getting. And I don't think he listens to feedback. That's my guess. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. Uh, okay. So Split, I would not recommend. Yeah, I would not. Uh, coming up next was Martyrs. Martyrs. French film. The what? It's a French film. Was it? Yeah. Martyrs is French? Did we watch the same one? Oh God, what did you watch? I watched the one where there was like girls that go into a house. Yeah. That's French? Wait, was the movie you watched American? Yeah, it was like... Oh dear. Did we watch two different versions of the same fucking movie? Did I watch like a remake of a version? I don't think. Mine was t- takes place in where an orphan, a girl, gets freed. Yeah. And then like but she what, meets her friend. Wait, was it in English though? Yeah. This is the cover. What year is that? 2016. Can I see? Mine's two thousand eight and it's French. Oh no, can you I this is so funny that we watched two different movies but the same fucking name. Oh damn it. Wait. This is two thousand eight. Oh I gotta see. Is it the same is it a remake? Hold on. Oh, this is so fucking funny. My me. my movie's French, and it always makes the... Because you text me, and you're like, so why are we watching this? And I'm like, well, I, I didn't particularly... It's enjoy- a remake. I watched the shitty remake. Uh, did you like your movie? Not really. Well, did, I, so did they... So did it start... Let me explain... Let's see. If, I want to... Oh, God. How I, are you gonna- I, I, I should have attached a year. I don't... Uh, I didn't think that'd be an issue. I just thought that was it. My does this one? Mine is like, uh, like finding out that like 
oh, these, this religious group is like taking these women that can like, or withstand torture, torture and thinking that like, they'll, oh, make, they'll make a martyr out of them. Martyr. But like, martyrs, like, yeah, it was like, they called them martyrs. This yeah. one was like, we're trying to figure out what's on the other side by what they see. If you look yeah. at their eyes yeah. and it made no fucking sense. Cause I was like, again, it's another one where I'm like, I don't know your end game. Yeah. I don't get what you as a group are doing. Well, they're okay. So what they're, are you trying to achieve. Um, they're a group of people that, um, they're fascinated. They're obsessed with martyrs people. Cause they document cases of people who have died, but right before they died, they entered a state of martyrdom where they, it seemed like they're in no pain at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they want to see, they want to create a martyr and, um, ask them, what are you seeing? So they can find out what's on the other side. Right. But it's, but they don't even really. But yeah, that's kind of what they do. This it's a, it's a, it takes a while to even get to that idea. Yeah, because for the most part, it just seems like a torture film. But the thing is, they grab all these people and they start torturing them. But the thing is, um, not anyone, not everyone can do that. It's a rare thing, and for the most part, people just di- end up dying. Yeah. And uh, but what what does happen is the they'll get so traumatized that they'll start seeing things. And it starts off with a little girl escaping one of these torture cells. And she keeps imagining that a woman that she left behind there that she didn't rescue is uh, chasing her and making her. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Because they make that so unclear in this remake of who the woman is that beating the shit out of her. Oh, no. In the French film, (laughs) they made it up on it was that the French film made it very clear because you see the flat. You see the, the beginning of when she. The Escapes. flashback of when you see her and the woman's like, help me. And she's like, I can't. And she runs. And then the woman keeps appearing and attacking her. And um, the, oh. that, that evil old uh, French lady is like, the, the trauma turns into a hallucination. Uh, why am I doing the voice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, turns, it turns into a hallucination because, oh, okay. So um, the girl ends up killing herself eventually because uh, the trauma. And then um, she... Okay, so they they break into this house and they kill the family there, and underneath they find a secret doorway. This is exactly the same. Okay, and they find another girl there who's being tortured, and uh, it's her thing though. Her hallucination is that she thinks there's roaches all over her. Oh, see, there's not multiple hallucinations in the American. Oh, okay. But the thing, the reason this movie. Uh, was even on my radar is because anytime there was one of those like BuzzFeed like lists like tw- 10 most gruesome films uh-huh. this is always on there oh uh, yeah. was it? yeah like this Cannibal what was Holocaust the most gruesome, what was the most gruesome part of it of your martyrs? Um, <laughs> you watched the same movie uh, but different versions that's so funny I think for me the most gruesome part was when they they find that girl who has a metal mask attached to her head that's not in this one. Oh, uh, well, there's a woman who has a metal mask on her head and she's trying to take it off. And then she realizes there's, they bolted it to her head. So she gets like a crowbar to unbolt it from her head and it's very gruesome. And when Ugh. she pulls it off, like blood just pours out. Oh yeah. I feel like that movie was a little more, your version was a little more clear in what they wanted. But it was like, yeah, this one was like, they, they, the language, even when you meet the person that's running it, uh-huh. the language is so like elevated and vague. Like we're trying to figure out, and you're like, I don't get just, why can't you come out and just say like, we're wanting to ask them like what's on the uh, other side. Okay. They make it so like, and it's this, like, what's the group? Are they, they uh, don't say what they are. Do they have a cross or anything? This one, it makes it very clear. They're Christian. 
No, this one, um, they don't seem religious. They just seem like they have a lot of money. And they're, well, and okay, according to Wikipedia, they, <clears throat> they're a group of philosophers. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, that, this one, the one I watched, like, they're Because clearly- all the, the prior cases that are documented, the people that are martyrs, they're not religious at all. Right. Yeah. So the religion isn't really tied into any of this. Uh, it's more about like the afterlife. Did did is this? Do you guys have the same ending? Um, ours ends. They get they met the main girl back on a cross mm-hmm. who was trying to get revenge or whatever, mm-hmm. and then she is about to die, mm-hmm. and they're like, she's she's over there. The priest that's running it says, I heard what she said because she mm-hmm. whispers, but nobody else can hear what she says. Mm-hmm. And then especially the main boss, mm-hmm. like woman that they got, which is, I think, the actress from the original Twin Peaks. Ah. Can't think of her name that stopped doing it after first season. But um, uh, she she's like that. The priest is like, I heard what she said and he shoots himself in the uh-huh. head. Uh-huh. And then the main boss woman's like. What did she say? What did she say? Uh-huh. And, and her friend, uh-huh. the main girl's friends, all I'll tell you, and shoots her in the head. And then they lean on the cross together, and uh-huh. they're like, "It's dumbest." I didn't like this movie. Um, well, but she goes, she's like, "There's a callback to earlier on. We're like, wherever you go, I go." Mm-hmm. And then it shows her eyes roll back, mm-hmm. like she's experiencing the same thing with, because okay. she's like dying as well. And that's how it ends. It's okay. It's not a good movie. Okay, this one was done much better. <laughs> Because, okay, so they there's only one girl left in this movie, and um, they, they don't have any of that Christian stuff. No one's getting crucified. They they do flail her. Like, they do, they cut all of her skin off, so it's just muscle exposed. Gross. Yeah. They did, they they showed that at one point, a uh-huh. back getting cut yeah. off one of the, the one yeah. girls, but then they put her on a cross, so I was like, why did you cut her back open? I think they, for the American version, they must have been trying to tie in Christianity, but none of that was in the French it, version. It makes sense. And um, so uh, they get that old lady to come the, who's the head of the group to come and she asks her she whispers something to her and then they 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 bring it the rest of the philosophers and like we're going to tell you what she said and you see the woman and um one of the followers is like oh is there any room for interpretation about what she said and the lady's like nope crystal clear and the lady's like do you can you imagine um what's on the other side and the guy's like, no. And the lady goes, keep doubting. And then shoots herself. Whoa. So it's done much more. So the main boss lady shoots herself? Yeah. Because she heard what was on the other side. Yeah. But she never says what she said. Yeah. She just says, keep doubting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's done much more in a much more interesting fashion. I'm much more open to interpretation. Like you can't even imagine what's on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird that we watch two different versions. That's uh, so, I, I don't know why it never occurred to me to check. Um, Who cares? Made for a fun conversation. I mean, we, we kind of saw the same version. I feel like you saw the shittier version. Yeah. I didn't like it. Well, I was, I didn't like it either. Made, I part like, of Huh? The ghost element hallucination was very unclear. They just mm-hmm. kept calling it monsters. Like, do you think yeah. the monsters are real? Ugh. And then like, yeah, there was the, like, you know, hmm? yeah, I don't know. I just, this was mainly on my list um, of movies. I was sort of wanting to see because I, there's a, like a sadistic part of me that um, wants to see how much I can take for sure. 
but there's also another part of me was like, I don't like gore, so I didn't want to see it for the longest time. But I feel like there should have been at least one of those types of movies on this list, and I didn't want to put Hostel or Saw or anything like yeah. that. So I was like, let's make it interesting. Let's put Martyrs on here. <laughs> well, maybe one day I'll watch the French. The one. French one. Yeah. I just want to see to see that bolt come out of a woman's head. Oh, it, there's a couple of them. Oof, it's that yeah. sounds intense. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. No, I don't. I don't need to recommend this to anyone. <laughs> uh, this, I mean, I'm not. Th- th- this is mine. the only like instance I pr- would recommend it to someone. Okay, coming up next, we had, I believe, it is the Night of the Hunter. Didn't see it. Aww. Couldn't find a copy of it. Aww. Unfortunately, no. Oh, that's a good one. There's, I mean, I clearly didn't complete all my days, but Aww. you know, tried my best. It's I think a shame. I still have a couple from la- the first half. I have to mm-hmm. watch too. Just. I got, you know, it's tough. No, I I feel you. Is that the last one? or No, there was one where the Buffy the Vampire Slayer hush episode. That one also. Sorry, folks. It's okay. Sorry, folks. I tried my best to watch one a day, and it's just too hard. Mm-hmm. It's the scariest part is realizing that you don't have time to do this. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's also tricky, like, if they're not all easy to acquire. Yeah, like, if I had access to every movie, it'd probably be, it'd be a little easier. Yeah. But it's also, like... It's a time thing, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's very... But that's it, right? Yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it all. Um, Thank you for listening to this conversation, catching up with us on 31 Days of Scared Dave. There's a chance I will never do this again. (laughs) It's just too much. Um, I'll probably come up with something different um, to do in the month of October, just to give myself a little more time and be able to just not feel so adher- adherent to the rules or mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. too much to ask of myself I guess <laughs> um, but thank you for listening um, if you're enjoying what you're, you've listened to and you're enjoying the podcast please go into iTunes um, or your preferred um uh, podcast app and subscribe mm-hmm. then rate and review um, that brings more listeners to the podcast then in addition to that you can follow the podcast on twitter and instagram at IWWAO um, you can email us at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com as well um, we really appreciate you um, listening to the the cast uh, <laughs> uh, and remember if you haven't seen it once then you can't complain Just watched Jacob's Ladder for the very first time with my friend James Bull Holland. Uh, yep, uh, that was that was a really good movie. It is. It's a really really good movie, and I think of it as a horror movie, and I think it's classified that way. But I could see it not going that way for some people. Yeah, I think it it almost feels like a hybrid genre movie. Yeah. Like we we had briefly mentioned a little bit, it very much starts off horror because mm-hmm. even though you're in Vietnam and then. Um, it gets very uncomfortable because you're like, what's good? Like, I like the mystery. Yeah. That's what I thought was fascinating in the mystery of it. Um, I have to, I have to, I have to acknowledge that I knew the ending of this movie, by Did the way. Did you? Oh, Yeah, because okay. years ago, my brother, we had mentioned, I, I mentioned that years ago, mm-hmm. my brother had always talked about this movie. And I think in the sense, somewhere down the line, I knew he is dead at the end. Okay. But it didn't ruin the movie for me. Good, good. Like, it didn't ruin... I get how that would be, like, a thing that people would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. But it... 
But I don't. I would say this though. This movie's not dependent on that. No, it's I don't not like think the so. Sixth Sense where you're like it's sort of dependent on on mm-hmm. that. It's like leaning. It's kind of like its crutch in a yeah. weird way. This is just part of that yeah. story. It's not so much a twist ending as yes. it is a build to an inevitable. Yes, thing which yeah. I like, and I think that I think that's what yeah. makes this good. Yeah, because even if I didn't know that, if I'm paying attention. I sort of they're they're literally literally letting you know that's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, they're not playing coy about it at all, but there's so much like weird and like unsettling, disturbing stuff going on in there yeah. around these very direct things of like he's him saying, I'm dead, am I dead? Yeah. All these hints that it's like you're either in purgatory or hell or whatever, but then something very creepy and disturbing and strange happens and it sort of puts all that other stuff out of your mind. Yeah. Which I love. I, I, I think that was great. And it sets you off on, like, a weird tone, like a guy in a uh, uh, subway with, like, a tentacle. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, H.P. Lovecraft, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. People with no faces and that uh, hospital, which apparently was, you, you, you figure, is hell. Yeah. Because he says it flat out that it's hell and he was there. It's very interesting. And, like, they were not shying away from, like, Louis being an angel. No, like, no, not at it's all. It's like, so if you're just really taking in what they're saying, you kind of are like, yeah. oh, this is just a journey to death. Yeah. The symbology was pretty on the nose, but it didn't feel bad. It didn't feel cheap or lame. No, I, I, I wouldn't say it was cheap or lame at all. Yeah. And I... And I would, and that's why I want to ask you: is like, do you? I don't think a movie with this kind of symbology will be made anymore. I don't think so either. I, I think. Don't, why do you think it won't be? Uh, because I don't think you could really call this anything. I, when this was released, and like even now, if you look at it in the iTunes store or online or something, it's classified as horror. It absolutely is not what modern horror would be. It doesn't have. Mm-hmm enough horrific elements to classify as horror, and I think it is too horrific to qualify as a straight-up psychological drama, which is the other way yeah. you could push it. Uh, there's also, if we're being very direct, I feel like there have been a million things that have kind of followed in its footsteps and gotten a lot more direct about, like, oh, it's a journey to death, but it's horrific and scary. What, what are you... In specifically thinking of because I, I, I can't. I'm think gonna of be one. honest with you. I couldn't tell you a, a specific. Thing, <laughs> I, I was hoping no, you could because I no, couldn't I think can't. of one, but I know you're probably. Like, I know you're right. Looking back at things I've watched, you know, in my teens, my twenties, my early thirties, I think like, okay, this is this basically turned into its own subgenre of B movie, like, like crappy horror movie uh-huh. that sort of started to fade away as that transition to like digital release and sort of more modern sensibility, the current sensibilities. Yeah, I think you're right. And I I know I've watched a thousand movies like this or that kind of take their cues from this. Yeah, I could see uh, that. Since it came out. I do think this kind of thing has transitioned to different mediums, though, especially video games or at least video games five, ten years ago because the, um, the Silent Hill video game oh, series Silent Hill took totally a lot of cues from this. It's totally. I, yeah. No wonder my brother loves Silent Hill. And it leans a lot harder into the straight horror elements of it. But it is, I mean, right. you look at a Silent Hill game and they are psychological horror. It's horror and terrifying things, but at the end, everything is drawn from the weird psyche of the main character. Yeah, it's really too bad that the movie didn't take its cues from this. Yeah, the movies, the movies no, they're so bad. They're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> they went straight horror rather than 
rather than like the kind of horror yeah, that you get did. when you delve into your own mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a very fascinating thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think this could. I don't think a movie like this will be made. Also, because I think our culturally, at least a U.S. culturally, we're moving away from this kind of like uh, looking at death this way. Oh yeah. I think a little bit. I think I think there's such a split right now culturally that like of like God and heaven and this mm-hmm. and an afterlife that a movie like this really I don't think they're gonna like now and I'm not saying that could change down the line but right now I feel like you're like you are going to like anything that deals with heaven is really gonna be hard into like a very Christian movie yeah. in my mind yeah no I there has been a lot of that recently and, and I'm it's like, been pushing more mainstream yeah I can't think of like a major movie that would do that has dealt with this in a long time like yeah. or like after like the idea of afterlife yeah, I. There are things that are doing it, but it's like you said. I feel like it's either like hard into reli- the religious, religious aspect yes. of it, or it's something like that um, that Ted Danson show that's out, that comedy, The Good Place. Yeah, or something, The Good Place. Yeah, that's like, oh, it's a fun network comedy, thirty minutes. Oh, but it happens to be set in heaven. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it's tongue in cheek. It's yes. irreverent. It, it's not actually looking at the afterlife. It's taking a basic premise and saying what funny could happen yeah if it's actually yeah. what if it's like the office yeah yeah i get you i haven't watched that show at all <laughs> i no. know like one person on it and i haven't watched it <laughs> um but yeah um this movie didn't scare me okay so sorry very, james no, i was curious I it didn't know. scare me uh there's one that I, I mean i'll keep watching for yeah. the next it's still 31 days i have to watch one more tonight because i'm one day behind but um but it did creep me out. Okay, it wasn't. It didn't give me the like the scare, yeah. but it gave me the creep because the, the imagery. The imagery is really good yeah. in this. Like the the weird the stop mo- like mm-hmm. stop motion with humans and that the yeah. demon all like the demonology stuff was really cool and creepy. Mm-hmm. But it never like got me. It never got right. me. It kept me fascinated and yeah. creeped out, but never scared me. Okay, well, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, wasn't gonna, enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I still. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's it's a good movie. Yeah. So it didn't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, James. Thank you. <laughs> this has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.